Welcome to The View magazine's Rebel Justice podcast. We speak with people on the front line of the criminal justice system. Prisoners, women with lived experience, jurists, barristers, human rights campaigners. Today we're honoured to speak with Camilla, Sianda Maganza's mother, about the impact of the miscarriage on justice and how it has affected her. Sianda was a vulnerable 22-year-old black girl with disabilities who fought her attacker back. What happens next beggars belief. The independent witnesses were all connected and related to her attacker. Siande was charged and sentenced to four and a half years of prison, although there was no independent witness who saw the attack on her alleged victim, just these connected relatives. Recently, the Court of Appeal ruled that the imprint of a boot on Siande's face probably belonged to one of these alleged independent witnesses. However, the CPS has still not charged anyone. Sianna's mother's fighting to take the case to the Supreme Court to get justice for her daughter. And what mother wouldn't? Thank you for um, agreeing to speak to us, Camilla. You are Sianna's mother and also heading the campaign on the Free Sianna campaign, obviously. I think we've we've written about Sianna before on The View magazine on issue, not this one, but the previous one. And I think it's a very worthy course to talk about. So thank you to agreeing to come and talk a little bit to us about it. Would you want to just give a short kind of summary of what happened? What's the campaign about a little bit for the for the listeners? Yes, yes. So back in May 2019, my daughter suffered a racist attack in Brecon, Wales on a camping trip. So she was beaten horrifically by a group of three adults, white adults, two of them male in their 40s, one of them female in her 30s. Siander was 20 at the time and she was viciously beaten because of the colour of her skin. The other woman was injured with glass jar. Um, however, when the police were called, it was only Sianda that was arrested and two allegations were made. One where Sianda explained that she was verbally abused and called horrible racist names, then attacked. And then the other story from the racist was that my daughter smashed the glass in the face of the woman for no really good reason. My daughter, being 20 at the time, suffering from a debilitating disability, really, which affects her mobility. At the time that she was attacked, she was recovering from an operation, an osteostomy, which was a reconstruction of her knee and had metal plates down her leg. So she was unable, she was not mobile and she was unable to run away from her attackers. My daughter suffers many other ailments which affects her joints and her mobility. And my daughter was a HR officer for the South Wales Fire Service at the time of the attack. And she had never been in any, any trouble before. So my daughter was the only one that was arrested. No one else was arrested. The police didn't look into Sianda's allegation. My daughter was kicked and punched many times. She suffered various lacerations and bruising, a black eye, and what was significant was a footprint on her face. Now, the racist versions of events, which I mentioned before, and they said that no one harmed Sianda. Well, someone harmed Sianda. The failing started with the police, really, by not investigating. They didn't listen to what we had to say. They promised that they would interview Sianda as a victim. However, they did not. Sianda was subsequently charged, attended trial, 
and unfortunately convicted of GBA with, with intent in in February. She was convicted of 2020. And then uh, in March, she was sentenced to four and a half years in prison, basically. So, yes, so from there, we've been campaigning, really, since she has been sentenced, really. And we took the case to appeal. So we appealed twice. The second appeal was at the appeal courts in London, where we failed to, you know, the um, application to appeal. However, it was a, it was significant, really, because we proved that Siander was attacked. Because at the actual trial, the investigating police officer said that they that he did not he admitted that he did not look into Siander's allegation, and the very p- p- pictures of the footprint that I sent the police officer they did not send to the CPS. So those very pictures that we used in the appeal court, the appeal judges agreed that Siander was indeed at least stamped on the face, and we was able to confirm which one of the male attackers stamped on her face as well. And they agreed that. They agreed that Sianda is a vulnerable person because of her ailments and disabilities. They also agreed that her previous solicitors did not do what they should have done to defend Sianda effectively. So there's a lot of issues there. So what came out of the out of the appeal was quite significant, even though we wasn't able to overturn the conviction. So we have now been campaigning for witnesses and we have been championing the Dovid Paris police who was in charge of the negligence of Siander's um, racist attack to arrest the witnesses, which there were five witnesses. Three of them were Siander's attackers. Two of them were relatives of the attackers. So we're appealing for those non-independent witnesses uh, to be arrested for perjury, for perjuring themselves at the trial, because they all said that no one harmed Siander. However, clearly, we know, we already know this, but we've now proven it in an appeal court. Siander has been released from prison and is recovering at the moment, and our case has moved from that. As well as that, we are now championing now to clear her name. So that's where we are at the moment. Yeah, hoping that she makes a really speedy recovery. So from all that you've been talking about, we see that there's, you know, really a failures of justice from sort of a lot of different, like, fronts from the police, from, you know, solicitors like you've mentioned. And how can we perhaps campaigning for further measures to be put in place so that this doesn't happen to other women or other people of colour in the future. So obviously, Sienna's a, a, a good example of great failure of justice, but it's not a, it's not a very isolated incident usually in the UK, unfortunately. Well, uh, you know, the, the support that we've been getting for the, uh, the campaign has been fantastic. And in relation to this campaign, we had asked people in the beginning to write to their MPs, to share it on their social media, to contact the Duffy Paris police directly uh, and, 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 you know, demand answers. 
factors, because Siander has been convicted of a crime, you will find that the racist institution really doesn't want to cooperate because in their eyes, they've convicted a person and they feel that it has been done rightly so, regardless of the evidence that has already been put, put in the courts. And we have revealed the police as liars and hiders of evidence, which they had, which they had with, with Siander's case. So we are asking supporters really to write to their MPs to continue to do that. We need to bombard the MPs. I continue to bombard my local MP um, to contact the police, to share through their social media platforms, really. Um, and if they want to invite the campaign to any of their events or anything like that, because what we've learned out of this really is that there is not much help for families like ourselves when any of our family members end up in this type of situation. Uh, there are many cases out there where you are a victim of racial violence and you become the police criminalise you when you are in fact the victim and once the police get their claws into you and you have no kind of support or any kind of expert help from the very beginning it goes downhill very quickly from there from what we have experienced so really we are asking people to make Siander's story loud and clear and the injustice that we're facing and how hard we're having to fight because our next stage is the Supreme Court, really. And we're gathering further evidence for that and, you know, planning our appeal, really, which will take time in the courts. It's not a, a quick process. We're also asking people to sign the petition as well. It has over 570,000 signatures at this present time, which is fantastic. The more people sign it, the more people are going to be aware and people that can actually probably that take notice that can actually do something with it so the more it's spoken about the more publicized it will be and the more the racist institution has to take notice does that make sense yeah of course and to everyone that's listening um if you just google free Sianda, the campaign has its own website and the the campaign um fundraising page um where you can which way you can help out. I don't know if there's anything else that, you know, that we, we want us to like mention here, but obviously those are the ones that um, the, the website is great. It highlights really well all the updates. So if you want to see how the campaign is going um, and I also kind of want to ask maybe a little bit of a personal question. Like you said, it's such a traumatic experience going through something like this where your family is, when you're the victims, criminalized by the police. Um, how has this incident overall affected you as a mother and, and also as a family in general? I mean, it, it, it was, it was a, a horrible and atrocious time in our lives and it has affected us tremendously. However, it has opened our eyes uh, into the injustice in this country and how this country is run and my eyes are certainly open in how the laws of the United Kingdom do not serve people of brown skin. If you, you know, want to ask questions, if you want to, you know, if you want to scream and shout and know that something's wrong, the police are not there to serve black and brown people. My eyes have been opened about how often this type of thing happens in the UK. 
I have been educated really by being um, involved or speaking to other mothers that have suffered even worse injustices where their sons have been murdered, killed by the police and are still fighting justice till this day. They have helped educate me into how difficult the racist institution makes things so difficult to get answers and how they deliberately want you to suffer. (laughs) Instead of admitting their failures, they would rather see you suffer. So for me, really, as much as it has been a horrendous time, it's actually been an enlightenment, an enlightening experience into the wider community, which means really we will not be the same after this, obviously. However, it has forged a new path for us as a family, even though, you know, Sianda went to prison, served a sentence, and that was horrific for her. Again, on the bright side, she has learned tremendously about the system. And to some point, it has benefited her. So she's not come out of this, you know, oh, woe is me, quite the opposite. She's come out of this very determined to clear her name and very determined to highlight the further issues in the prison system, where again, you know, which is the last stage of the racist judicial system process that you go through. And, you know, she has benefited from understanding the failings and the uselessness of the prison system when it comes to black and brown women, especially. So it has been an education for her. Like I said, as much as it's not been a nice journey, it has been an enlightened journey because of what we have learned, the people we have met, the supporters we have spoken to, the hope that we have been given by that support as well, and the education really of what we know in society now and how black people and brown people are still suffering today over the same things and nothing has changed. Obviously with this campaign, the, the main end goal is obviously to clear Sianda's name and get justice for her. But a little bit about what also would you like to see in general about how maybe even if there's a change in the system a little bit, what sort of change would you like to see um, implemented by the, by the courts maybe or the police system? You know, if you want to talk about that a little bit as well. I think the police have too much power, as we see in the news already with the crime and sentencing bill. They've been given more powers still. There needs to be a system that polices the police because there is no system in place that polices the police. Zianda has gone through the complaint system and through the IOPC and the IOPC serves the police. They do not police the police. We are championing to find some way where the police are answerable to the community that it serves. When it comes to the judicial system, uh, Sianda was sentenced by 12 white jurors, 12 white people that would not have an understanding what it is like to be racially abused, even though we put as much as we could through the court at that time, even though a lot of it was hidden, a lot of it we was not allowed to show in that trial, the jury would not have had that understanding and they would have had a natural bias. Siander was the only black 
person in that court other than her family that was sitting in the gallery, yeah? And for Sianda, it was all bared on her shoulders. She had to tell her story. And the, the jury did not did not see that, did not believe her one bit, considering her history, her, her, her health, her place of work as well. She worked for public services. And she hired firemen and she tried to recruit black and brown firemen and black and brown people to the public services. She already forged a wonderful career. And the jury, because they were white, did not have an inkling and chose not to believe elements of Sianda's story, which would have cast doubt within itself. When it comes to cases where there is racism involved, there needs to be a mixed jury. There has to be a mixture, especially when there is racism involved. To have an all right, all white jury in a case that involves any form of racism is not productive, is not productive. And especially where it is a defendant, victim or defendant, but where it's a defendant that is claiming certain racism, racist elements as their defence, there needs to be a mixed jury of their peers. Sianda had no jury of her peers. There was no one of her peers there. Her trial was held in Swansea, a place that we did not reside. Um, and they were by, you know, there were local jurors that were not of her peers. So we believe that this needs to be looked at more. There's a lot of comments saying, well, you know, how the, the, the selection of the jury is and it's automatic and it's computerised and things like that. I don't care. The fact is the majority of jurors are white at a trial. For me, on that day when Sianda was sentenced, which was three weeks after her conviction, there were three other black people that were convicted of crimes in that same court and also had white jurors, <laughs> you know, and that's in Swansea where the population of black people is minimal. And, the, and all of those people were not from the Swansea area. They were not from the Swansea area, but they had to go to Swansea because they dealt with more serious crimes to conduct their trial, which is not fair and disproportionate. So these are the elements that we want to highlight and hopefully bring attention to and find ways to champion change in the future. Amazing. It's very inspiring, the campaign, and in general, I think the story is very inspiring. Like you said, it's awfully painful, but hopefully it brings awareness to things that people often don't bat an at least at our society. Like you said, if you're not a part of the minority, then you never have to think of things like this happening to you because they always happen to, to other people, you know. So it's quite important to raise awareness to it. So it's really admirable what you're doing alongside campaigning, obviously, for Sianda's innocence. So what are the kind of next steps for Sianda and yourself and the campaign? Next for us now, as I mentioned earlier, is now campaigning to clear Sianda's name. And we're working behind the scenes to prepare for the Supreme Court once we have prepared and done what we need to do ready for our submission, we will update then. While we're doing the work, we're unable to kind of elaborate on what we're doing there, but that's what we're doing in the background. We're also looking to forge with other organisations 
and to create, I suppose, a united group, really, of of all different organisations, not just injustices, you know, women's rights, refugees, that sort of thing, really, in order to forge like a bigger group, really, for people that are going through hardship, injustice, anything like that, that affects the black and brown community, especially, they have got someone, somewhere to go to and to be able to get help quickly. So this is what we're trying to start to to build really and that will be announced it's going to be over the coming coming months because we're just you know kind of building the foundations of that and how it would look like and what kind of subject matter experts that we'll have available for people really and that's what we're also going to do on the back of this because we and Sianda does not want this to happen to any other person like I said before, it was horrific. It was horrible. It, it's life changing. We recognise that in most parts of the UK, there isn't any specialist help for people that find themselves in certain situations as a black and brown person. And the help is minimal, whether it's due to lack of funding, whether it's due to no one in the area or it's such a minority, there is no organisations in the area. So we want to be able to, to provide something where people can reach out and say, okay, this is my issue. Where do I find help or where do I go to? Thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us and furthering raising awareness um, on this podcast as well. It was really enlightening to speak to you. If anyone that's listening want to support the campaign, like I said before, it's freecianda.com. You can go over, check updates and best of luck in your campaign and everything else. We'll keep championing for you. We'll keep supporting the cause. It was lovely speaking to you today. Have a lovely Sunday evening. Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Camilla, thanks so much for sharing your experiences on the Rebel Justice podcast. Sianda's story is horrific and one of many about the injustices inflicted on minoritized women by the police, the state and its agencies. We pray you will raise the money that you need on your crowd justice appeal to take the fight to the Supreme Court. If you would like to support the Justice for Sianda campaign, please search Sianda on the Crowd Justice website or check out the link below this podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen to some of the previous podcasts to find out more about how the justice system is working to harm women deliberately and how, with your support and understanding, we can fight to make it fairer and better. Mm -hmm.